The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We're joined now by the Minister for Education, Norma Foley. Good evening to you, Minister, and thank you for joining us. Now, you've announced details of €10.5 billion investment in education and schools in the budget. And I suppose the thing that's really jumping out for many people is the free school book scheme being extended to some students in the first three years of secondary school. Why only up as far as junior cert? Why not the whole way? Um, thank you very much, Matt, and uh, delighted to be here. Just in, in that respect, I suppose we took the first step uh, with the budget last year. And as you said, uh, you know, we have free school books and classroom resources available to all of our post-primary children. And now we are moving to the next step, which would be in the automatic step, I suppose, would be junior cycle. So that's the first three years. And that would ensure that students will have access to the, not just their textbooks, but also classroom resources that would include everything from computers to dictionaries or whatever. So 770,000 students will benefit. In terms of why we didn't go the whole way, um, I think, um, you know, there's a... It's a 10.5 billion euro budget, certainly, but there are many competing demands in it. And I think it's quite a success to say that we have established and rooted into the primary. We're now doing likewise the post-primary. And I suppose I would have to say it's my absolute hope and expectation that we will be able to complete it uh, for senior cycle going forward but this is the resource that we had presently and it's a significant resource you know to provide for for the books for and the classroom resources at junior cycle level but it doesn't cover the cost of digital devices or ebooks and having many of the secondary schools move towards requiring their pupils to have such devices and to load up ebooks on them well, I suppose in the first instance, what we do know is that all schools continue to use textbooks. Um, some schools absolutely um, are um, introducing the resources, um, you know, around tablets or, or whatever. But we, in the, in the main, we know that all our schools are relying on the textbooks and the others might be in addition. And we have provided... Um, significant funding in terms of uh, digital technology into the schools, you know, two um, uh, double payments going into the school totaling 100 million. So there there are resources for ICT and the ICT funding for 2023-24 um, uh, school year will also be paid. So we have that resource within the schools, but in the first instance, we're concentrating here on textbooks and not just the textbooks. And I think this is important for parents. It will include, you know, the purchase of the calculator, the purchase of the dictionaries for the different languages and, you know, resources of that nature. So I think that's a significant investment and um, a, a, a very good first step at post-primary. I suppose parents may not expect the digital devices such as an iPad or equivalent to be bought for them, but they might think that the e-books, which can't be transferred to other family members, which are one-off purchases, might be included. Well, what I what I have said is in terms of, you know, the significant funding that has gone into schools, uh, you know, around ICT, you know, um, a double payment uh, totaling um, over uh, two different periods to 100 million euro. And I have seen the schools use them as resources where they have purchased um, tablets or e-books or whatever they have, and they have them on loan then to students. And in fact, I visited a school there just last week and I saw um, such an example and I've seen it in many other schools as well where they are shared. So as I say, the, the, the commonality across all schools is that they are all actually using the textbooks. So that's the, the step that we have taken here. And as I said, this is a significant uplift to parents and to, to students themselves that they don't actually have to, to pay for any of this resource. And we will continue with the ICT fund for 2023-24 that will also be paid to the schools. 
it's interesting you bring up the ICT fund because we had a number of listeners in contact with us on Monday night effectively alleging that the 50 million or so that was spent on free school books in the primary sector over the last year was paid for by a reduction in the amount of money being paid for ICT. That's absolutely um, not true, given that, as I said, you know, we paid two tranches on the double of ICT funding uh, to the schools, which amounted to 100 million euro. And I I think schools, you know, uh, will concede that they received that funding uh, worth 100 million euro and they received it on the double on two occasions. So that's a significant investment. And I've also confirmed that the 2023-2024 funding for ICT will be paid. So it was separate and distinct. And in this instance, you know, the, the, the cost, actually the cost at junior cycle is more expensive than senior cycle. It's a significant investment of, you know, um, almost 67 million euro to provide for the book some of the from our own resources in terms of funding that we've had previously but it's a it's a significant resource and again as i say it's a benefit um you know to parents most especially in terms of of, of costs for them maybe when schools when they have all the money coming into the accounts reallocate according to need because certainly it seems that many are struggling to deal with the costs of running premises over a year and this is quite a lot of concern that having looked for an increase in capitation that what has been given is far short of what is required with many schools uh, significantly in debt why not give more than the money that was announced yesterday well i think funding of an additional funding of 81 million euro is a significant amount of funding to give to schools and you know that's as i say in additional to the other funding that they would receive in terms of capitation. So, for example, that means that of the 81 million euro, and this is something that, you know, schools have advocated for, they wanted some of the money that comes to them, they wanted it to be a permanent measure. So 21 million of that money is a permanent measure, meaning that it it will be repeated and repeated, and 60 million of it is is a cost of living measure. So that means, for example, already capitation really is um, the funding that schools receive per student. So at primary school, um, the schools will receive 200 euro. It will be um, increased to 200 euro uh, with an additional 49 euro per child. And then at post primary, it will increase to 345 euro with an additional 85 euro. Um, uh, you know, for post primary students. So again, you know, that's a significant. You know, 81 million is quite a significant um, additional resource being given to the schools. Well, it's less than the money they had last year because last year you had one-off cost of living funding of 90 million. Now you're saying 81 million, a combination of the 21 million as permanent and the one-off cost of living funding of 60 million. And in addition to that, for the last two years, schools have been getting an additional 78 euro per pupil for cleaning as part of COVID measures. That's gone now. So significant shortfalls for the schools compared to what they used to get. Um, just just on that, um, in terms of the 81 million, um, last year they did receive a once-off, as you've said, no permanent measure there last year in terms of the 90 million euro. You will note that across government in terms of the energy supports that are being given to families, there's also a reduction this year, recognising that the situation this year is different to last year. Inflation was running at 10%, it's now almost 5%, and equally so, energy costs are lesser this year than they were last year, notwithstanding that they are still greater than they would have been previously. So for that reason, and, you know, there is a reduction in terms of the 200 going to 150, so 450 overall into terms of the the supports going to families um, in this budget and 81 million here. And just specifically your reference, the 78 
euro per pupil going uh, to the schools. Um, I think we must be very clear as to what that funding was for. That was a COVID funding measure. That was for the purchase of PPE. That was for the purchase of hand sanitizer and certainly for enhanced cleaning. And all of that was on the basis of public health advice. And you will appreciate that the public health advice now is that we're moving on. We're, we're post-COVID and so that COVID fund um, you know, has been withdrawn but it, 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 it did include PPE and hand sanitizer and, and other measures there. So, you know, recognising that we have to move on from a COVID environment you will note that other, um, I suppose you know, everywhere is, is moving on in that respect and I, I do think to get 81 million, million in addition is a significant uplift. But again I'm going to say to you that look, I, I don't for one minute underestimate that schools can be challenged in this area and so you know, we do have a unit within the department, which is the financial uh, support services unit and schools can engage directly with the department in terms of any individual um, or independent issues that they might have in terms of financing. And the department will work with them on a case by case basis. Absolutely. And there's no difficulty with that. Well, there's going to be a lot of them in touch with you, so, because we saw in Monday's Irish Times this Grant Thornton report that had been commissioned by the Catholic Primary School Management Association, which found that 48% of primary schools were running deficits, the average between 10,500 and 35,500. That parental contributions from schools surveyed amounted to 3.5 million. So if you were to extrapolate that nationally, it's 54 million, which is about double what the department itself had admitted to, that it seems voluntary contributions putting pressure on parents are what keeping many of these schools afloat. Why not deal with that when the state is running such massive surpluses? Well, again, just in, in terms of, you know, schools being in deficit, and I, I, I want to acknowledge, look, you know, the report is the report, but the report in terms of being in deficit refers to a single year in terms of income and expenditure, and that, you know, that can very much so be the case, but many schools will also have resources or, you know, reserves as it were, but that's notwithstanding that you're referring to one year of income and expenditure, but Again, notwithstanding that schools can have individual difficulties and I've outlined what they can do there in terms of, of parents and, you know, pressures being placed on parents. I'm very cognizant of that. And it is for that reason quite a significant uplift of 81 million has been given, but equally so that to the benefit of parents, free books have been introduced to primary school, free books have been introduced to junior cycle, and that includes the additional resources. So, look, we, you know, we, we have a budget of 10.5 billion, which is the, the largest budget that we have had. We well fought for that budget and it's the third highest budget across all departments and I think that's quite significant and it's an achievement to have to have received that. So, you know, and finally just on the issue of, of you know, um, the, the contributions that, that parents make and again I want to acknowledge even in, for example in terms of the books and um, you know some of those you know parents are asked to make a contribution for things like the school journal well the school journal is now included um, in the provision that's made at post-primary but equally so I want to say that you know no parent can be charged for any education that is delivered via, you know, in terms of the curriculum that's been uh, made available in the schools. And I want to be very but clear. The reality that no is that many of them are put under the pressure to make those payments. We all know the stories mm. about lockers not been handed over, about children embarrassed in front of their peers. Well, I would, I look, I'm, I'm in teaching a very long time myself and I would 
would shudder to think that any child would be put under pressure or would be um, distinct from others because of a lack of um, finance, financial resources at home. That that is that is not tolerable. That is not acceptable. And um, you know, if if that is the case, um, well, then I think we should be made aware of it. I I don't believe that schools will operate in that manner, manner that they would make uh, students feel lesser because they didn't have the financial resource. But uh, I want to be very clear: no parent can be compelled to pay to pay the resource. And you've you know you've referenced um, you know different things that can be charged for here. I'm referencing to you that we've now given them an additional eighty one million to meet the, the the challenges that they have. And if a school has a specific and individual challenge. I ask them to make contact with the FSSU, which is the financial support service within um, within the department, and we will deal with the schools on a one-to-one basis. And there is absolutely no issue in relation to that. Thank you very much, Minister for Education, Norma Foley. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. Today and-